Welcome to a long delayed another episode of the Splitfire Gaming Podcast. This time it's another, not a tournament, a narrative event. So we've got Scott back. Welcome back, Scott. Hello, thanks for having us again. Uh, anytime, as you've a long, long-serving veteran on the Splitfire program, but you're not getting your own credits just yet. Just keep begging to come on. Just desperate for somebody to have us. To be honest, well, there is begging going on, but it's usually not the guests that are doing it. So uh, we have gone. Well, we've signed up for the Sundering of Athelorin, which is another Triple Crown event, but it's a bit different. It is a narrative event. Now, since you are a massive competitive filth meister, uh, I don't know why. Is... What? <laughs> I don't. I'm a fluffy, thematic guy. I don't know if this is the event for you, and seeing as I only bring fluff to events, uh, it may be more of an event for me. But let's let's find out. <laughs> Have you ever been well, to a narrative event before? No, no, but let, let me caveat that. I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> Neither of you, you filth monster. Um, but no, to be fair, I've not. I've, I've unfortunately not made it to any of the narrative events previously, purely because of sort of work and time allowance. But like the Triple Crown guys do run like a phenomenal event. Uh, everyone I've been to from them have been excellent, and I know you feel the same. Yes. So. Um, genuinely looking forward to it. To be honest, I, I, I also wasn't going to this one at first because I couldn't guarantee time off work, missed a ticket, and then managed to get on the reserve list, which was which was fantastic. See, the reserve list does work, uh, so don't give up hope if you can't get that ticket. Um, they asked me to go to it last year. I think they had a spare ticket, but I couldn't get out of work. Um, but it was definitely on me to do list because it's it's not something I've ever done before. So I was uh, I was pleased that I managed to get a ticket this time. Yeah, you know, I think the, the the effort the guys, the triple count guys, have gone to like, creating the scenarios, creating the different. I know we'll come on to talk about like the, the the individual army special characters that are unique to their own event. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I think, like, what if like just such like hats off to them, such real unique flavor, and um, I mean, I'm, like definitely looking forward to going to and like it really the dude put so much effort into it. Um, and apparently, has been to them is highly of them. Apparently they've all got jobs as well, so I don't know where they fit in all this time, but, you know, fair enough. Probably why you and I are just talking nonsense, they actually do something <laughs> well that people don't. Yeah, we, we just sit on the sidelines and review stuff, whereas they actually do, actually do stuff, of, of, that's worth it. <laughs> Busy buggers. Disgustingly productive. Yeah, I'm not going to change that, that's too much like hard work. Um... So we've got the comp, uh, so I thought we could go through it a bit. Um, I don't know what my listenership is, are they more competitive or are they more narrative, but I've never mentioned narratives on the channel before, so um, it's it's got its own story. Um, they've ran them, I think this is the third one in this story arc that they've done? Yeah, I believe so. Um, so it's all around uh, this character called Thalandor? Yep. Who is a wood elf, I think. Wood elf possessed by a demon. Yeah. Not to spoil any of their lore. <laughs> Through the last events, um, essentially he's he's possessed by a demon. 
um, full of rage and essentially he's an emo like most wood elves. <laughs> um, but he's a really aggressive emo. Um, and it's now got to this stage and fair, it's starting to culminate. Wood elves are vegans, all... dark elves are emos. No, they're not. Like, wood elves are crazy in the new book. They're all mental. I say new book as if the game's not dead. It has been for years, but it's still the new book. The new book, book from 10 years ago, yeah. Exactly that. Um, and it's got to the stage where all of the other races of the, of the, of the world have essentially come together on two different sides, either for Thalanor to like, reset the world or whatever the outcome is to be. Um, or to stop that from happening, um, sort of the the servants of the Wildwood, uh, which are the the the, the ones fighting with Thalinor to, to, to we'll call them the archetypical bad guys, uh, Wood Elves, Skaven, Dark Elves, Warriors of Chaos, Demons of Chaos, Chaos Dwarfs, Beastmen, and Vamps. So all the bad guys, because that's what Wood Elves are, because they're emos. And that, they're stopping them. The, <laughs> the forces of the good guys. Um, dwarfs, Tomb Kings, Lizard Men, Empire, Breaths, Orcs and Goblins, kind of. Ogre <laughs> Kingdoms and somehow High Elves keep trying to convince the world that they're good guys. Well, to be fair, the High Elves could stop them by themselves. I don't know why we've got this trash Dwarfs, Orcs and Goblins chipping in to, to help. We don't need the help, really. But there's almost sort of, uh, people who are relatively pro-nature to some way or another and or, or order with things here with the potential exception of orcs and goblins but you can't have the teams too unbalanced either yeah what else would, would, would normally have fit into the good guy thing if they weren't following a demon ridden lunatic <laughs> but that's that's quite i like that because that opens the door to yeah. the um you know a more what they call like tree spirit army because they're not good or they're not nice so yeah, it, and, and I suppose it's only in a narrative event such as this that you could even consider a tree spirit army and have any hope of taking part in a reasonably in, enjoyable manner without getting like ruffle stomped because <laughs> like these freaking are just so appalling in the eighth edition rule set like, and they can't have banners, so like, they lose out on a lot of things that you would have to have in a competitive army. Period. And uh. Tomb Kings and Ogres are not unaligned, so that simplifies that, because you can't have two armies floating around with no real attachment in a narrative, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I suppose it's, it's, it's to a large point, it, it, fits, it fits their story that they've built over um, these different events, which I think just sort of further adds to the flavour and shows how successful I have been, um, and they've sold out quick enough, and people are Sort of really bought into it because this is this isn't like um, you're not playing for yourself. Um, it's not like who's getting the most tournament points because that doesn't exist. It's you're trying to build. Is it campaign points that call or mission yeah, points? Yeah, you, you get that mission mission for every. So that it's the different scenarios. Each scenario is very unique. Um, there's some, and you 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 win by getting mission points. It it doesn't matter if you wipe out your opponent. If that if whilst getting wiped out, your opponent gets more mission points, they win. Yeah, which I think's really cool. Um, and let you build armies that are quirky and fun and more themed, rather than like you see your traditional like powerhouse list to just win twenty nils. Mm. Um, 
I'm, I'm really hopeful to see some really different, unusual lists, which should be should be really quite quite entertaining as well. And it's um, the thing I read that I really liked was um, what happens next is influenced by how everyone did in the previous round. So how the forces of good, if they're on the back foot, that changes what happens next in the how the day progresses. That's quite clever. Yeah, I, I agreed. Like it's um, like every game in the the overall team that's winning, like they get almost get penalised, or the the team that's losing gets a bonus at the start of the next game. I just think, yeah, like hats off to them. It I'm really looking forward to taking part in it. It, it sounds and the pack reads really well. Like hats off to the guys for putting it together. It, um, it is really different, really and that's why I'm, I am really looking forward to going to it just to, for the experience or anything else. Yeah, definitely. And to be fair, like still all the like it's nice to then meet up with you guys from like elsewhere in the country that we only really see at the at the like the GTs or uh, um or the, the events that the Triple Crown has put on. So it's it's always it's always an excellent weekend. Um so like that's something to look forward to regardless. They're not doing a quiz this time, are they doing something else? Something else. That's because that we, we were huh. we were so well, really superior in the quiz. I, you know, but, um, I I don't like being anything other than modest, but we triumph yeah, eternally that, that, that for that quiz. <laughs> so I mean, essentially, we, we we can't beat them at the game, so we just have to beat them at the nerd law. Yeah, I'm okay I mean, with that. I mean, I, I <laughs> crashed out in the past two times. But... <laughs> yeah, what are the real games for losers? It's all yeah. about the nerd law. It's, it's all about knowing and things that didn't free, happen, that didn't exist. Exactly. And yeah, free round of drinks that it was. And that's the important thing. That was. That was a tangible benefit to, <laughs> to going. <laughs> Absolutely was. Uh, that free paint was made the whole weekend worthwhile. Tasted like victory. Um it did. So the basic setup, uh, as you were saying, was uh, there's the bad guys and the good guys, the armies of the oak, who are the good guys and the servants of the wildwood, uh, the bad guys. Um, and they can... They've invoked various gods to help them uh, in this clash. Uh, so the armies of the Oak can take either Assyrian, Lalith, or Vol as their uh, dedication, and the armies of the Oak, sorry, the armies of servants of the Wildwood uh, can take Kurnos, Sakati, or Kame, uh, and that has a big effect on what your army can do. Which again, I like this. Changing the basic mechanics of the rules, which normally I, I don't like, but because everyone's getting it, it's not unbalanced. Well, no, yeah, that and it's it's it, it's 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 unbalanced purposefully in mm. the fact that it's it's for the narrative. Yeah, and the other thing that's cool is once you dedicate yourself to one of those gods, you get a free priest of that god as a a a, a lord character. Uh, yeah, on top, and it's just free, just purely for the narrative point of the game, which I think is just again, as the flavor, very cool, and their abilities link into the missions. Yeah, um, it, I haven't, and you've got to. It, it's supposed to promote um, customization and convert things and doing your own. So I've, uh, as we'll go on later, I've gone for Vol, so I've made a priest of Vol, but. Um, the good guys can have uh, so Assyrian. Um, everything in the army gets plus one to their leadership characteristic. 
Um, where are we? The leaf is. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I was the thing with. I was just going to say the thing with uh, the priest of Azure and also for the the unit he's in gets um, always strikes first. Oh yeah, that's right. So, um, so that's the benefit. Of the, so the army wide is plus one leadership, and the unit that the priest goes into gets uh, always strikes first. Um, yeah, so essentially becomes elves. I can see that being very popular, that, especially yeah. say, in a, a night bus in Bretonia. I, I would certainly think that would be very fitting and work very, very well. Because let's see the the armies that can take it. I mean, um, dwarfs. Uh, well, their initiative's yeah. quite low, isn't it? Lizardmen, Empire. Empire. Oh, because yeah, there'd be some use out of all of these, just even to. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. ASF is such a powerful ability that it's. I think. I think we'll see Priests of Azuran being very popular, even without the reroll. Um, it's still really strong. Uh, well, I thought about it in the army I am, and I, it, 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 I would never get the reroll. What's a ghoul's initiative? Be... I am not taking vampires. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course not. I know. <laughs> I automatically I know. thought that you were. What's the skeleton's uh, initiative? That's probably one. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, Never had a look at it. I just always go last unless I'm fighting the zombies. First one, leadership is good as well. I mean, these are. I mean, dwarfs are high leadership anyway, so they're going to be universal leadership ten. Ten. Yeah. Outrageous. Uh, lizard men are high leadership. Plus, they're cold-blooded, so they're going to be base leadership. What nine? Nine, nine on, well, nine on a nine on three, or a bull. Yeah, nine on three dice. Seven. Yeah, that's oh, it's is. It's really cool. Empire, they're going up to eight. So yeah, that's ironically for being the chief god of the elves. That is, he's not particularly great for high elves. What was all he do? The other thing that. Most of these special abilities do is this or, or elf like because they're elf gods, though, aren't they? Which are, again fits and is is very cool. Uh, and certainly from Azuran as the, as the as the main elf dude. I suppose he gets enough worship as it is, so the elves can dedicate themselves to somebody else for a bit. Um, and when you dedicate yourself to a god, you unlock some magic items. Uh, so for Syrian, it's Phoenix Ruby. Which is, if you die, your character dies, on a 2+, plus, you come back on 1 wound. Uh, but then you lose your plus 1 leadership bonus. Um, the character that comes back to life and the unit they're on loses that. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, again, adds flavour. I think the second one is, is uh, a 2 up water against flames. Uh, and you cause... Yeah. Oh, the oil of Assyria. Uh, that's... Yeah, again, just another. I, I like, I love the flavor. Like, the, I think they've they've done a lot of thought into it. Uh, very cool. And these aren't like devastating. It's not like you know, write your own rules, yeah. magic items. These are that's forty points for the Phoenix Ruby. So that's that's quite a chunk. Um, and the, like, there's one for all it's like there's one expensive one and one a bit cheaper. So the oil's only fifteen points, but. That's pretty good for fifteen points. Two yeah, but I mean, it's, very, it's comparable to the Dragon Bane gem. Yeah, but it's more expensive, but it's more in fitting with the uh, narrative theme. 
Um, and you're right. It's 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 not like it's just write your own rules. They're crazy. All the priests are very generic stat lines. They're all they're all the same, aren't they? Weapons, toughness four, three wounds, initiative four, two attacks, and LD eight. They're all the same. Yeah. Um, except they've got slightly different weapons. So like the one of Azure has halberd, uh, Lilith's hand weapon shield, but they they're they're essentially the same person. Um, and they've got their own ah. abilities, so the priests can uh, they can either gain a mission point um, in the magic phase because they can all, they're all got bound spells. So yeah, at level five, so you've got to commit a couple of power dice to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so they beseech the gods where you gain a mission point, um, and then the Assyrians priests who's got light of battle, which is is that you automatically rally and you have become. A, Automatically pass leadership tests. That like a battle? No, I don't. I don't have people in front of us, to be honest. I can't <laughs> remember off the top of my head. I think that's what it I'm is. I'm not using them, so I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Seven low. We've researched this well. Yeah. I think um, that's it. Well, I'm, I'm, well, because I'm playing a good guy this time. Um, Technically. I, I'm a good guy army this time. Uh, so the VC and the Dwarfs are getting left at home. And I am frantically in the process of painting an entire new army just for this event. <laughs> so it, it, it won't be amazing by any stretch. I mean, I'm not an amazing painter, but it, it, it will be tabletop standard. We're really making some some really nice progress with it. Like, not just myself, but I, me and my wife are painting it together as a, as a little um, big project, which is, is really cool. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um <laughs> Chunk left of him, but I am I'm taking Tomb Kings. Um and I've decided to go with the the Priest of Lilith or Lilith, however you want to pronounce that. I say the leaf, but um, uh, there's whatever. Not, there's no like, guidance, isn't there? Some elf thing. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't actually care. Um <laughs> but again gives She'll never bless you arm, say that. Arm, army wide bonus is that you essentially uh, the whole army gets plus one combat res. Um <laughs> That's... Which I just figured would just help with would just help stop crumbles. That's <laughs> got that's gotta be an auto take for an undead lens, Julie. Well I thought, oh that's gonna stop crumbles. I'll have that. That's got that, that's right up my street. Um uh, and her sort of army her unit specific one is that she gives the unit just in uh fighting extra ranks special rule, which is just a nice bonus, but um not one I'm particularly bothered about. And her spell is harmonic convergence. Now uh, that's a good spell. Evans, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a very good spell. Um, and what's her magic items? Oh, these are too expensive ones. Actually, shard of the star crown. Uh, once a game, uh, you can declare using it, and any spell attempt made by the bearer of this item. Which include a double of the spell with irresistible force. Now that's important because there are missions where you have to dispel a lot of. You get points for dispelling enemy spell casting. So that yeah, could... it's pricey, but um, I mean, it, it could certainly be game changing if if it was a, you know, you use it on the right magic phase for sure. So it's after power and dispel dice have been generated. So if they get that twelve dice, I'd be immediately saying I'm using that and just dispelling everything. Yeah, like, you know, that's it. You can you can you can really sort of risk 
open that to to shut down the magic phase that you you don't want to happen against you. And then cashing in all their mission points as well. Exactly that. Yeah. And what's her other one? Uh, magic weapons lose um, all of their magical properties when making their magical attacks in close combat against that. So it turns off magic weapons. That's pretty good. Yeah. So like, yeah. I think it's it's a, a really cool defensive magic item. Have you taken any five points? Like no. No, I have not. Points are precious <laughs> in my list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Points are precious. Uh, but, I mean, with your list, though, because Tomb Kings, if you've got Tomb King, they're quite tough by themselves, so turning off somebody else's magic items would be quite good for them. But, yeah, and to be honest, if I was taking a generic Tomb King, I would probably have thought about it from a defensive setup. Um but I'm not. Um, I'm. Well, I'm taking the their own made their homebrewed special character. Um, not because I actually am going to use any of the bonuses <laughs> that he gives the army, or she gives the army rather. Um, but purely because it's the character built for the narrative event, and I figured I should take him or her. So she's in the list. Because she's from the narrative, and I've got a non-standard car, uh, model that I'm sort of trying to amend to to represent her. So that's something. Fair enough. Uh, so the next good guy is Vol, and I've taken Vol. This is the one you're taking, isn't it? Yeah. So his is army-wide. You never suffer the penalty for shooting at long range. Uh, which doesn't apply that to war cute. machines, but that's still really good. Um, and I've built my list with that in mind. Uh, the priest of all, as well, increases the armor save of the unit he's in by one, um, which I think for because I'm taking high elves, which everyone will be stunned at. That is really good for high elves because armor ward saves are fine with armor, not so much. Um, yeah, I mean, do I, I look at the priest of all because as a backup, if I couldn't get my Tomb Kings painted in time, which I've just decided I'm going to have to get done because I've submitted my list now. Uh, my backup was Lizard Men, and I was think I was going to go priest of all because I think that extra armor save in, like, say, a block of temple guard, yeah, makes them outrageous, <laughs> and the no long range makes uh, your skinks even better. That uh, poison cloud. Uh... But like my list, which we'll get onto later, it's got um, a lot of archers. Uh, it's got mounted archers, and it's got um, Sisters of Avalon, which I've never used. I've used once before. I thought this is going to force me to paint them because they've just been stuck in yeah, the cupboard. Hats off to you again. Obviously, we've seen your list, and it's it's cool. It's different. It's not your standard. High off list. It's themed. Like, it's exactly what I'd imagine this type of event is all about, which is bringing something that's not your st- not your standard competitive list. The only thing that I haven't done, which I've I regret, but with outside with real life commitments, I haven't been able to make a um the character. But next year I'll bring I'll, I'll convert the character. So sadly, I don't have the um special character for the high elves but he might not be in it next uh, next year well exactly um, exactly the, the two magic items are hammer of all which is essentially 
uh, a hand weapon that makes him like uh, what's it called? You wound on your armor save. Uh, saving doom, it's like saving doom hammer. Yeah, it's it's quite, but it, and it allows no armor saves. Yeah, against it. I think that's very, I think that's very cool. It's essentially that you've got the law of metal in in a weapon, which is 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 very interesting. Um, Forty five points, so pricey. That is cool. quite pricey, yeah. Uh, and my list doesn't. I don't really want to get into combat until the end, so I probably wouldn't have taken that uh, anyway. Uh, and the other one's really interesting. Um, for twenty points, it's a shield. Um, the unit that the the character with that joins is treated as defending an obstacle when fighting an enemy in their front facing. So that's um, yeah, just again, that's minus one to each hit. Of isn't the, it? Each of the priests. Yeah, flavour some. Yeah. Um, and kind of in keeping with the, the the thought behind each each sort of representative of the elf pantheon, which. Oh, and this uh, gives, gives this really sold it for Vol as um his priest uh can cast enchanted blades. But yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to lose any range penalties, and I can make them hit on plus one with magic armor piercing missiles. Arguably one of the best spells in the game, mm-hmm. as you and I have discussed previously. Like I just, I love enchanted blades. It is so absolutely good. one of the best. Uh, so that that was a pretty easy choice. After I got in my head that right, I'm going to take a load of shooting. Vol was just yeah. there, uh, and Vol doesn't get. Uh, much attention as he deserves. Above all, out there smithing it up for the other gods. <laughs> Even though he's blind. Still does it. Hasn't slowed him down. That's it. Uh, yeah. So that's the good guys. That's, that's the, yeah, that's the good guys. We're both, we're both good guys, which is, you know has been said before <laughs> about me. It, it, how does it feel being uh, on the side of order? I'm not. I'm gonna lie. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about it. It's okay though, because in my heart of hearts, my tomb kings are are loyal to the great necromancer. So it's okay. It's okay. My my guys are are loyal Kemrians to the true king and the rightful lord of Nekahara, Nagash. That's getting political now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the. The bad guys, um, they've got some pretty good uh, abilities got some as well. Very cool I think, having read it, the it's uh, the the good guys, priests, and dedications are pretty balanced. But looking at them, the bad guys, it, I, there was one in particular I would go for, perhaps more than the others. So I don't know if you thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah I did, to be honest. So. Uh, um. Kurnos, is that you pronounce it? That's the hunter guy. Uh, yeah, Kurnos. So all models in this army add one to their pursuit rolls. Now I do quite like that. Because I'm constantly rolling one less than it takes to run people down. That's a personal decision. That's a personal reason. Yeah, no. Um I'm gonna yeah, it it certainly fits with Kurnos as a theme. Yes. Um, and then I, I quite like his. So there, the first of his magic items is the, the spear of the hunt, which is a twelve-inch range, 
um, throw strength as user, multiple wounds D3, quick to fire and sniper. I mean, <laughs> that's that's quite cool to be fair. That is that is quite spicy. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what does and he? And then the second one is three like, award save versus uh, any attacks against you from things with monster in the title. See, I really like that because he's uh, the god of hunt, the hunting, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. So that... then, what he gives, he's is to put him in a unit. He gives the unit devastating charge, which absolutely fits. Yeah. Um, his spell is Savage Beast of Horrors, which that's that's really well done for. Kronos. I think he's a. I think the guys have really designed him well and very in fitting with what what they're doing. He even so. used the spear as well. So, yeah, oh. the priest used the spear. So, like, yeah, that's very well done. Um, so we've done that. Yeah. Uh, the next guy is Hecardi. Hecardi. Oh, it's the. Uh, the dark this, relief, this is isn't it? Oh, this is this is absolutely who I'd be all over, to be honest. For me, if I was uh, taking the, the aligned army that I would normally be using, or if I could make my Tomb Kings uh, fight for the, <laughs> the Wildwood, because I think this is just such a cool army um, theme. So, army wide special rule is essentially predatory fighter. Um, when a model with this bonus rolls a six to hit in close combat, you can immediately make another attack. Um, but it doesn't generate further attacks, and that you must always pursue. It's essentially lizard men predatory fight. I rule, which is is quite cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm just going to what I looked at. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Go no, go on. I was, was going to say what what really drew me to Hikari though, um, if I could have taken her, was that the unit you put the priest in gets poison. Now that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, is it just close combat, or is it uh, a poison no, attack special rule? Poison attack special rule. Oh, right, okay. And I, <laughs> and I couldn't help but think, oh, I could just take 60 archers, plop that priest in, and essentially you've got um, a less good version of Kalida. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, you could do blocks of, um, uh, what, like a dark shards with that? That'd be horrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you can definitely see this getting used quite. Like, I think this one's like, poison's nasty. Period, isn't it? It's a it's a really good uh, special rule, especially with like elves and that with high BS. Um, yeah, where you're still going to get the six. You don't have to roll sevens. Yeah, that's quite nasty. Uh, uh, so very briefly, attack. the two special magic items are Hikari. Um One's the first one, twenty-five points, arcane item. Uh, if if a spell cast by the bearer does a random number of hits, you can choose to re-roll the result, which I think is very cool. Um, so I don't know if, if you're using you casting Doombolt, for example, um, you can re-roll the number of hits, which I think is just very nice. You do you have, have to, to re-roll, re-roll all yeah, dice to re-roll both. Um, and then the second one points immune to poison, um, and in addition, once per game, you can try to petrify um, a model. Base contacts make an initiative test. Uh, if you fail, 
you're dead. So that's like mini purple sun. Mini purple one off purple sun. Um get into close combat with some some big some wolf lord and just zap <laughs> the dirt is gone. But like human products are available. <laughs> that's unpleasant. Uh yeah. I, I really like Akari. I think that's a really appealing priest. And she Oh, she casts. Uh, I'm saying she priest could be a man. Hecate uh, is a woman, but uh, soul blight, which is a really, really good spell. Yeah, yeah. And again, in fitting with the theme, like again, I think it's a very well, very well put together character thematically. And one I'm a little bit jealous, I can't take. <laughs> and Cain, of course, um, you can't have bad guys without the god of murder. Uh, nope. So. Plus one to charge rolls. That's really good. Yep. Solid. Appeals to pretty much every army. It's nice. Yeah. What's that? Like the average roll is now a six. No, that's not right. Yep. Eight. Eight, eight, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just just solid. Like, is it game-breaking? No. Is it nice? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just that nice bit of... It, it makes it it makes a lot more charges a lot more. Yeah, I think I'll go for it now. Yeah, and again, we go through special rules. This priest's clearly designed to be used in a in a nice sort of aggressive combat army, as you'd expect from the God of Murder. <laughs> so what what does he do if you put him in the unit? Uh... He um, hatred, hatred, which yeah, like, again, another very good special rule. That's really good. Uh, and he's too... that, but he's bound, he's bound spell, which I know you love, is the Flaming Sword. Oh, yes. Oh, what a spell. What a spell. So, good. Get the charge early, re-roll him, and then plus one to wound. Yeah. Get it off. Very good. Nicely put, again, get well put together character. Yeah. Got a murder, making it easier to wound. So, again, very well written characters here. Uh, what's this? So he's Kane's magic items, uh, gauntlets of murder. Uh, one point high, armor one point higher than normal. Um, must always issue a challenge, but you can reroll fail to hit wounds, and you have kill and blow in a in a when in a challenge. That's, that's nasty. Just... That's... Uh, again, yeah. very, very appropriate. Yeah, 30 points. I think it's well cost. I think yeah, it's, that's that's a good price. Magic for that. armor slot. I think, I think it's a nice bit of armor, to be honest. Yeah, you could. I could see it certainly on a, on a dark elf, like lord or wood elf lord type thing being really quite nasty. Uh, and Chaos lord. Oh, any, any, any combat yeah, lord, to be fair. Com- combat lord of that. Dispatch. Uh, and the other one, the Masked Cane, 30 points again. Um, you've got Frenzy, uh, but you get D3 extra attacks, uh, but you've got to roll every time you make your attacks. And you can never lose well, you it. Can, uh, oh, that's 30 points. What a dream. Those two that's together, cool. imagine those two together on a, uh, a character. Uh, the D, yeah. And the D3 extra chances I'm, to roll that killing blow. Friends is a double-edged one, though, isn't it? Because you can, you can get bearded, etc. But I mean, it's still 
it's still outrageous. Who cares? If you're playing a guard delegated again, you're, you're charging. <laughs> that that's it's a narrative event. Play it properly. Get in combat and get aggressive. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I I think the uh, I mean the but they're all great, but I think the evil gods think, are really well written. Better, which is just standard because they're always cooler, aren't they? Like. You watch He-Man as a kid, you never rooted for He-Man. Skeletor was clearly cooler. <laughs> He's dedicated a cane as well. Um... Skeletor. <laughs> oh, possibly, yeah. <laughs> On a gash. Uh, yeah, the rightful king of the undead. Sure. Well, I don't think we'll go into all of the special characters because there's quite a lot of them. Yeah, I was, I was going to sort of suggest that as well. Like, every... every... Every army has their own unique special character, which gives unique special rules and unique special items, magic items that you can they can take. I think what is nice like if you take the unique event special character, you cannot take any special characters from the army book, which I think is correct. Yeah, and a nice thing to do to like, you know encourage use of them in the narrative event. Like, they're their characters for this event. Like, hopefully, we see quite a lot of them being used. I can't help think that's a personal attack, but uh... <laughs> it was the after I said it. I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna roll with it. No, I'll, I'll uh, I fully accept. I should have started earlier, but um, oh well. The only one I wanted I to mention. You know, stuff I know, real life, it can, and it get me priorities right. Next year, I uh, I'm gonna, I, I aim to take the Zinch demons to more stuff or any stuff as it way of getting painted because uh, I really quite like the um, the demon special character yeah to be honest I, I wrote a couple of demon lists just because of that I thought oh, he's 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 really cool but he's a little bit too expensive that I couldn't fit him in and a greater demon and if yeah. I'm going to a, the- a, a narrative event I'm taking a greater demon yeah 365 points before you've got oh. him because he's, he's got to have a disc surely um, of, of course he does no disc, no point. Yeah. That's how Zoom has to roll. <laughs> but if he's in it next year, um, very, And very even simple. if not, a, a narrative event is exactly the type of list to take your... Um, yes. Take a demon list. A what? pure Zoom demon list. Too. That's that's the way to do it. You don't want to go plague. Take, take Kyron, it's not a competitive list. Absolutely not. Just as planned. Um, yes, indeed. So the... Well, the Empire. No. Uh, hi, Al. So this is the guy I'm not taking, who is Alathan, the Phoenix Lord. He's a um. He's supposed to be the captain of the guard at the Shrine of Assyrian, so he's pretty high up. Uh, his abilities are: if he loses his final wound, uh, you roll a d6. It's sort of like the um, Flames of the Phoenix thing, where the, the Fire Phoenix can come back. Uh, on a six, he comes back from the dead. Um, on a one, nothing happens. On a two to five, the unit destroyed him, so his d6 hits. That's pretty good. And um, un- unless he's fighting demons or undead, in which case he just dies. But his weapon is really good. So he's plus one strength. Um, and if you're fighting demons or undead, flaming, you're always wounded on a two up. And can't be wounded on. Better than a three up if being attacked by uh, also if being attacked by demons and dead that's improved from four up. So he's quite yeah. resilient. 
Um, he's a lord. He's seeming ten points. He's still an elf, um, so he's got all the elfy goodness. That's about what you pay uh, for a um, anointed, anyway. So, yeah, you... no, that's I mean he's he's costed correctly. Yeah. I would suggest um, he's cool, uh, and again, theme wise, I like him. You would have to take, you would have to dedicate your army to as 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 you're in. Yeah, even if it didn't benefit you, because. I'd have to just call you out for um, being that, gamey in the narrative. That's because he, it's yeah, a, gift. a high up in the Phoenix Guard is not going to dedicate himself to Vol, is he? <laughs> no. Syrian's no. going to be pretty annoyed if he's shown you the Chamber of what's it called? Chamber of Days, and you've just gone off to Vol. Yeah. yeah. Be a bit miffed. Bit of a Basically, be a bit miffed, <laughs> wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, so and then so that's the the tomb that kind of leads us to the tomb king one which I am taking. Yeah. Um not to utilize any of their special rules because I don't the special rules is that you can take one unit of Ushapti as core instead of special, which I think's amazing. But I don't have any Ushapti, <laughs> so I don't have any in the army. Does it actually so make Ushapti worth looking at rather than Oh as core they would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd still be outrageously expensive, but they'd be filling your core slot. Um, but I don't have any, so I'm not taking any. Um, so it was next year. But, well, yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the, this is 240 points. Carath uh, the Architect. Um, yeah. Almost a Tomb King's base stats, but not quite. Weapon skill 6. Strength's only 4. Toughness 5. 3 wounds rather than 4. 4 attacks. LD 10. Flammable. Um but if she's alive, if this, if she's alive, you shapley also get five up regen. So you know you should blatantly be taking a big unit of you shapley with this character, which I am just not taking sadly. That actually makes um, them more viable. Oh, amazing, they are incredible. Yeah, a horde of these bad boys as cause clearly what the guys expect someone who's taking this person to take, and rightfully so because that'd be really, really very cool. Um, but. She's got an armor piercing set of paired weapons, which gives additional attacks equal to the amount of rank bonuses in the unit she's fighting. All right, so up to plus, which I think is is so. She's got four attacks plus one for paired weapons gives it five, up to another plus three for maximum rank bonuses. So she can have up to eight attacks. So, um, so if you're going. Uh, Reforming deep to get steadfast, then the counterpoint is <laughs> you're yeah, giving the more really cool But she is only strength four. It's still pretty cool. I like it. And um, she's also got a item for four at ward save, which also confers minus one leadership to the troops in combat with her. That's pretty good. Yeah, look, 240 points. Like I think, again, she's not brilliant, so the cost is, is okay. It's less than a Tomb King would cost, which is not as good as a Tomb King. Um, you'd really, you should really be taking that just to take your Shapti and Core and have them with regen. But hey ho, I'm not. <laughs> um, you're not taking the Magic Standard either. No, no, I'm not taking any of the things that we would actually take by taking this character. I'm just taking her because she's the special character for the <laughs> event. Every time you're saying that, I feel I mean, like yeah. I really should have taken a special character. 
And I, I was, honestly, you also do get one mission point just just for having the special character. So it does mean you start off the game with a, like every single every single mission or scenario or that with a mission point that's, by taking the special character for the event. That's um, also sorry, go on. Does, does kind of make them even if you're not taking any of the fundamental specials from a competitive narrative standpoint, so to speak does make them worth taking because you start with a better chance of winning each game just by having them. That's a lesson to read the comp, which I didn't do at uh, Derby either, before you submit your list. Because um, I only realised that after I had uh, got an army in mind. But never mind. These things happen. So, so that person will be my general, Kiraf the Architect. I've just noticed the red dukes in here, so... <laughs> Making an appearance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I was nearly tempted to continue to use VC just to use the Red Duke because <laughs> he's well cool. And I've got the original Red Duke model sitting in the shed. So it'd be next year. Uh, so that's the characters and the dedications. Um, just have a brief scan over the, uh, the games because they sort of they, they sort of pair the. Um, the gods off against each other. The game one yeah, is Leith and Hecate. They were like opposite sides of Leith's like high elf magic and Hecate's dark elf magic. Dark elf yeah. Magic. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you get a mission point for having one of the special characters. But more importantly, the actual concept of the game to win this scenario is you get one mission point every time you dispel an enemy spell, which is very cool. And you get one mission point every time you kill an enemy wizard, or three points if at the end of the game the op- your opponent has no wizards. Uh, Runesmiths, Rune Lords, and the Dwarf Special Character does count as a wizard for the purposes of that mission. Uh, again, this is really well done from a narrative perspective. If you're saying these two gods are fighting, then yeah, you're trying to get rid of the, their servants by killing wizards and stopping casting so i like that i like that a lot this is yeah. the, this is the one i've practiced i've only practiced one and it's i think it's oh, i mean i haven't practiced any uh i mean i haven't even used tomb kings ever before so the <laughs> first time I'll, i also don't have any opportunity to have a practice game so the first time i will be using these tomb kings will be at the event just we're doing it live in for a penny in for a pound exactly yeah. right. Plus, it's narrative as well. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with an army that you've never played before, why the hell not do it in a narrative? I think. Um, yeah, because it's sort of a bit of fun, really, isn't it? Yeah, to be honest, just looking forward to going down there, seeing what people are doing, and genuinely looking forward to playing an army I've never played before. That'll be me with demons next year. Um, the next one is uh, Vol and Kernus, uh, conduits of power. This one is you get a point if you've got the special character. Uh, the team whose player whose team is losing at the time gains an additional mission point. So I like that. Um, yeah, and that, and that flows from every game going forward, which I just think again keeps the balance and keeps people pushing, so it stays on a bit of a knife edge. Yeah, one team bowing ahead of the other. Like, yeah. That would take away a bit of the edge of the idea of the narrative, I would suggest. I like that because it keeps people interested, isn't it? It's like it's an auto balancing thing. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, again, I, I think the guys have done a good job um, in in putting that together. Is there and there's conduits? Uh, so this is you've got to bring your own objective markers. So um, there's essentially a, one you're deploying the corners rather yeah. than across the edges. Yeah, uh, there's a, 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 a so not a objective in each corner. So you will you will start with one in each deployment zone, and then one sort of adjacent. I'm sure they've played this on the their channel. Something, yeah, I think very, something very similar, similar, but sure. Um, and, and then you randomize which one every turn, and if you're on it with a a, a fortitude score and unit, you get a mission point, and then it switches to one of the other three every turn. So it does change every turn. So you couldn't just camp on one of them. It's gonna and, yeah, it's gonna mix on. And uh, if you cast the Beseech the Gods from your Priest within six inches of the active conduit, you get double the amount of mission points. So that's... You know, you know that screams, Mark, six dice, Beseech the Gods. <laughs> In eight pounds, doesn't matter if you miscast. Uh... Exactly that. Then... If I'm six dice now, I can't six dice cast it. Oh, oh. Uh, and I can't six dice fiery convocations. So. Exactly. <laughs> You got you got to pay for these things. You got got to keep an eye on the overall objective. It's not just to incinerate the enemy. You're actually going to get the mission points. Actually, have to pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> uh, game three is a Syrian and Kane fighting. So uh, again, you get one point if you, your team is losing. Uh, it's one mission point when every enemy model any model is slain in a challenge. Uh, Plus one if it's mounted on a monster or a chariot. So that seems fitting for Kane being in here. Um, and then yeah. you get a mission point if the enemy priest's been slain, uh, and an extra three if your priest is still alive. So this is sort of like a point preservation. This is two things, isn't it? Like you want to get the points yeah. for challenging, but you want to preserve your priest. Yep. Again, I, I like the idea of it. Like it's 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 Kane versus Azuran. It's um it's it's Killen versus sort of preservation mm. it, again very cool death versus creation well not yeah, exactly death murder yeah. versus creation oh yeah very cool and that will take us to the sort of the end of day one whereas day one is the battle amongst the gods almost for supremacy so to speak uh which then takes us into day two which feels a nice way to spend day one from a from a thema thematic point of view yeah, and we're sort of at the end game. So, so the next one is Heart of the Forest. Uh, so what's this one? This one where you place is you place three objective markers randomly. Um, must be more than twelve inches away from any other marker, and more than six inches from a board edge. I think you're gonna get some funky positioning at the end of each player's movement phase. One um, either infantry, monster infantry, or cavalry character. In base contact with an objective can test to see if they find the heart of the forest. And if you roll a six, you found it. Ah. Um, and then if you do find it, you get rid of all of the other markers. Um, and that you it's very then both clear that you found the heart. On a one to five, you get rid of the objective and you keep looking for it. Um, if at the end of the game that character who found the marker is still alive, they score three mission points. If they've been slain. The opponent gains three mission points, so they don't need to go recapture the heart. They just need to kill the person who does find it. I like this. This is like 
this is clearly an objective I'm going to forget. But... Well, the other thing as well, you get another, you get a mission point for every unit that you get within your enemy's deployment zone. And this is just standard battle line deployment as well, so you, you have got to cross the uh, board. So this one's, um, I, I like that, to be honest. I think that's going to be a really interesting scenario. Also, it randomly ends from turn five. So on, at the end of turn five, you roll dice on a five up, the game ends. On, at the end of turn six, it ends on a three up, and then it might last up to seven games, seven turns. That's which... going to be tense when someone's got the heart of the... Uh... <laughs> Earlier, a few of the other games are like that as well. But I just think again, it adds that random feel to it, which is is very cool. Yeah, you can't like run out the clock in a way because you don't know when the game is actually going to end. Now we finish with the final showdown. Yes. So what's this one? End the game. Mission point: If the enemy general has been slain, three. If your general still alive, uh, one mission point every time a unit stand or battle standard is slain, and D3 if the priest of the pantheon on the other side is slain. That's like all-out decapitation of the enemy army, isn't it? Exactly that. It's all about finishing off the opponent um, and and taking victory for either the Wildwood or the Orc, um, which I think is seems it it feels a really nice culmination um, and hopefully we'll see some really kind of epic showdowns to finish the weekend off. These are all really good. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it just, it, you know, it, it certainly just sort of chatting through them really kind of increases the, um, the desire to just get down there and, and enjoy it. Like the anticipations is rife. Um, like they're, they're a really, it's a really well put together pack. Um, really looking forward to playing in it. There is no quiz, but there is something else. I find out what it is. Um, uh, it was at the top, wasn't it? Teams of six to build a list of eight answers to some of the trickiest Warhammer questions we can devise. Uh, quiz. Yeah, well, it sounds like a quiz to me. So, what, I, what I'm hearing is that we need to defend our title <laughs> of quiz champions. Well, I think they should uh, make the high elf questions more difficult because I said that at the time last at the uh, Triple Crown. Ask questions about armies that people don't give a shit about. I'm uh, not even. That's not even worth dignifying a response to. <laughs> Isles have been around so long, people are just bored of them now. Never be bored of High Elves. It's never going to happen. Speaking of High Elves, um, now that we've done the... That was a good transition. Now that we've I done like the... Um, plant. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> should we just finish off then with our lists? Because my list is High Elves. Yeah, um, yeah do that. I'll admit that I, again, because of real world pressures, uh, I haven't, I didn't think there's, I, I didn't know what to come up with, and I just thought, um, I, I wasn't feeling very inspired for it, because I didn't have time to look at it. So I just slapped anything together with the idea of Vol. Um, uh, so it, it does, it doesn't look the fluffiest, um, but we'll see. So it's dedicated to Vol. There's an arc mage with the now generic uh, Book of Hoth and Talisman of Preservation. Uh, what they get when they get out of the uh, they, Tower of Safri, isn't it? They just print them up at uh, the White Tower. Just give them up. Every graduate gets one. The Priest of All. Um, well, that was. I'll not. I'll not say what magic items we've got because that's. We'll keep that secret. But it, you know, that's a given that with <laughs> Book of Hoth and Talisman of Preservation is on every 
High elf mage, isn't he? Um, so for my heroes, I've gone for a Lothan Sea Helm, and in a world first, um, a Handmaiden of the Ever Queen, because um, she's actually a lot better than I've given her credit for. She's quite expensive, um, with uh, with magic items. She's, she's over she's 145 points, but she's ballistic skill seven. Um, and she gives, if you've got a unit of Sisters of Avalon, which I do, she gives them quick to fire, which doesn't sound like much, but working with Vol, that means they're never going to get minus one for moving. They can always stand and shoot, and they're never going to get minus one for range. Um, I mean, she's feeble in combat, but I don't intend, if she's in combat, then, you know, she's screwed no, anyway. It, it, it fits the theme of your list, though, that your list is a, a much more ranged. Like vol oriented list, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so on that, I've got thirty archers, um, two sets of Illyrian reavers, uh, and five silver helms. I initially had eight, but eight doesn't seem like a. I didn't need eight for what I was using them for. They're just like hard chaff, uh, perhaps war mm. machine hunting. So I didn't need eight. I dropped eight to increase the amount of archers I had. Um, Silver Helms. I think unless you're running them in a character delivery system, I, don't, I didn't need eight. It was just an odd number. No, I think you're right. I think uh, five or six, arguably seven, but no, I think six for five or six for me is, is the size you want them in for for being good chaff. This is the bit that's not narrative friendly. It's a 38 Phoenix Guard. Let's <laughs> see it and move on. <laughs> well, I mean, they're I'm... not. They're not a horde of white lions. They're not. That's, that's fluffy. They're not white lions. Um, and I would just, when I saw the Vol is priest is plus one armor, I just thought immediately put them in there because that's. You thought what? What a what a Phoenix guard need more survivability. <laughs> they need they're famous for their durability. So four up armor, four up ward is yeah. I I'm not proud of that bit <laughs> to be honest. Look at how happy! Listen to how happy you are. I, uh, I know. Yeah, I am quite proud of that. Anyway, um, I've got three eagle claw bolt throwers, which don't benefit nice. from the ball thing, but high magic. I'm, I'll clearly be taking high magic. So there's a lot of potential targets for hand of glory here. Um, two great eagles for chaff and delaying and redirecting, and then twenty sisters of Avalon. Um, oh. Because I'd I've used them once before. Well, I've used them twice now because I use them in a practice game, um, and a sort of semi-practice game, and I'd forgotten how good they are. I've heard them described yeah, as the, the Phoenix Guard of arching archer units, and uh, but because That's, uh, a spicy unit as well. Yeah, uh, and they're still elves, so they still always strikes first uh, if they get into combat. But I I don't intend on that happening. But because you're always fighting the forces of destruction, they always get that plus one. Another reason to take it, they always get that plus one uh, to the or minus one to the armor save. So the strength four bows. But if you're fighting forces of destruction, you get an extra minus one, and then that'll work yeah. with um, the priest of all with enchanted blades because it's not armor piercing. It just says um, uh, forces of destruction is minus one. So in theory, I could you get know, them to minus three. And to be fair, I know you haven't taken the special character, but. Like that list is is is. I know we laughed about the few, but it is nicely sort of themed with Vol in mind. 
and uh, fighting for like, the protection of the world and for the armies of the Orc. Like, I like the idea of the sisters and the <laughs> fact that you're all hunting down the, the force of destruction. I think it's 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 cool. Yeah, because it is cool. The Avalon is the Wood Realm anyway, so some representation there. This is the rat re- desperately trying to justify this army list. Fierce Guard don't really fit, but what else What else could you put there? There's no special... You need, you need to have some sort of block, don't you? Like, Yeah, you need to have some anchorage and some benefit for the Priest of all to go into. No, the sad truth is, like White Lions probably fit the theme better. They do, yes. From, from a thematic point, actually, White Lions do fit they are woodsmen. But, so. Yeah, people wouldn't accept that it's themed, though, and you just say, oh, there's, there's, there's a horde of white lion. Like, oh, what a surprise. Oh, is there an archmage in there? Of course there is. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually, sadly, your white lions would probably fit your theme even better. But I totally appreciate you want to do something a bit different, and you're just going to get, you don't want to rock up with your horde of white lions again at a narrative, do you? No, I, I mean, in the meta as well, I, I always bring the. White lions to the like strongly competitive or the more competitive things. Yes. So it's nice to change them. I think last last time I took Swordmasters and a block of Phoenix Guard. Uh, but the Phoenix Guard, when I've pl- tested this list twice, uh, once or twice, once sort of half because I wasn't playing the uh, priest rules. But it, it, they're in a nice position because the Archmage means that if you get into comp, if nobody wants to fight them, that's fine because I can shoot and cast. Or if you do want to fight them, when well, you're fighting a lot of Phoenix Guard, um, potentially buffed with Hand of Glory and Enchanted Blades and stuff like that. So it gives it it makes the army quite flexible. As to, do you want to fight the Phoenix yeah. Guard or do you want to avoid them? Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, for sure. It's nice, nice army, good theme, a lot of shooting. Yeah, this is the most shooting I think I've ever taken. You've got lots of dice to roll in a couple of phases, which is always cool, isn't it? It's all about yeah. rolling dice. And those, going back to the, um, the sisters, you don't realise how good strength force shooting is until, you, like, I've never had it, <laughs> except the bolt throwers. Yeah. But that extra point of strength is such a difference. Well, I, I played when I played them before. Even like shooting things like Charybdis, which is toughness five, like even that extra. Any wound on fives, not sixes. That's makes such a difference. And the, add that to Vol with no long range. Yeah, you're hitting so consistently as well because of how good your ballistic skill is. Well, the ballistic skill five assisters, so they they're hitting on twos. They're not suffering. They're not suffering a movement penalty, and they're not suffering a um, range penalty. So the only so good. The only thing. So realistically, you could stick them behind the Phoenix Guard, and there would be minus two, so they'd be hitting on fours. Plus one for Enchanted Blades if you cast it, or Hand of Glory. So you could mean that you couldn't ever touch them uh, without going through the Phoenix Guard. No, I think I think it's a it's a well put together list to be honest, Mark. I think it's going to be it'll be fun to play as well. It's different to what you normally take. There's no Phoenixes. Uh, no, there's no, no Evergreen. Um, yeah, that was mine. I, I, I've, I've played it twice and I've enjoyed playing it twice. So I thought I'd just stick with it. Don't uh, stop. Is, there's no need to go. Yeah, I didn't want to keep going back to it and worrying about it, so I'll just stick to yeah, what I like. Yeah, you're not letting us like, build the, the most powerful list. That's not what the event's about, is it? No, except um, Phoenix Guard, which I imagine I'll get shit for, but <laughs> you're always going to get shit for something. 
it, it wouldn't be an event if you weren't getting shit for something or whatever. Correct. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so, like, with my Tomb King list, and I suppose, so like I say, I'll, I've, I've mentioned it already, and I'll caveat that. Like, actually, I'm taking the theme special character, but I'm taking none of the other stuff that goes with her because I don't have it. Um, I got these Tomb Kings like ages ago, and they've sort of just sat there waiting to get built and painted and all the rest of it. So, it's not actually the most themed list in line with what we've got that I would have, I'd like to have put down if I had a more wider range of models. But one of the reasons I'm taking them is this event's just been a real driving force to prompt us to build and paint this army. So by the time we get there, I'll have only I'll have had a ticket for what two months because I was on the reserve list, um, and I'll have complete with. Between my wife and I, will have completely built and painted this entire army. I'd um, say, like, as you know, and as a motivating factor for me, get creating a list which I know I've got unpainted models in for a tournament or whatever. It's such a motivating factor in getting them painted, and uh, oh. it doesn't might not work for everyone. But if you want motivation, I would say sign up for a tournament, um, because it you'd, you'd be surprised how much you can get through when you've got a goal in mind. As you or anybody else who knows us, like knows fine well, I, I'm not a very good painter at all. I oh come on! I don't particularly enjoy it either. <laughs> um, but like, I've actually surprised myself because I've had this goal in mind. That I, like the more I've done, the more I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'm already planning on coming back to them because I'm they're only going to be tabletop standard. I'm already planning to come back to them and touch them up. And I find myself actually, it's probably got us back into enjoying the hobby inside of the hobby. Yeah. Absolutely. Rather than just the game inside of the hobby, which is like like very cool. So anyway, the list. I've got the special character as we mentioned before, uh, in Lords, and then the other Lord I've taken is a, a Leech High Priest. Uh, that person's going to be Hierophant. Um, I'm going to spend magic items. He may or may not have a talisman of preservation. <laughs> um, <laughs> they make a lot of them in the old world, world, don't they? They just. And uh, like, to be honest, once you crack open a few of those. Um, those tombs, like they're all over the place. <laughs> I have the priest, and then in heroes, I've got a, another priest. This one's a level two, and on the lore of death. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I like level two on death. Um, I like it's be handy with this. Will sit. So it's going to be handy with. The, it... Oh, go on, sorry. So it'll, it'll sit in the special character's unit, and that means I can snipe at leadership 10. And well, it's always an option. I was going to say, with with all the assassination missions, that's going to be really quite handy. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Um, or I've got a block of 40 skeleton warriors, uh, uh, two blocks of 20 skeleton archers, and a unit of three skeleton chariots. Um, in special, I've taken... Uh, not one but two war sphinxes, uh, nice. both of which have got the fiery upgrade, the fiery breath upgrade. Of course, like, why the hell not? Um, I've got a unit of four necropolis knights. I like them. Uh, yeah, snake like snake riders. Like who doesn't want them? Who doesn't want to deal with that? That's just cool. Um, I was trying to get a unit of six in, but I couldn't without sacrificing stuff. I wanted to try. Again, I've never played Tomb Kings before. Like never used them. That is, just want to use some of the stuff that I've got. Um, and then in the rare, I've got the obligatory casket of souls. Um, 
because I've got two wizards, I've also got the obligatory Hyro Titan. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got a D3. Necros, uh, the Necrolith Colossus, or as veterans would call it, the Bone Giant. Is it the one? Oh, you... is it the one with the uh, the hat or not? The what? Sorry. You know, there's one with the hat. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. None of other than the casket and a couple of the characters. Uh, to be fair, none of the armies. Uh, GW. It's oh, right. uh, it's a 3D army. Um, because I, I mean, I've already ransomed a fortune to have an official Forge World Chaos Dwarf <laughs> army. And so, I don't have any spare livers for an actual two-wing <laughs> uh, army that I don't have anymore. Although I did used to have one and got rid back in the day. So obviously, um, so I do. I've got, we've got uh, the necros, the the snake knights are started. They're not finished yet for painting. The hero titans not painted yet, and um, none of the characters are painted yet. So lots to do with T minus uh, less than two weeks till the event. Uh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> Twelve days. Twelve days, and I've got four characters to paint: the Hero Titan to paint, and the Snake Knights to finish. And I also need to magnetize everything because it's all painted, but it's not magnetized yet. So sadly. Um, I picked one of the worst times. September is one of my busiest months of the year for work as well, so I've clearly been a glutton for punishment. That's why I've not had a chance to play it, because every spare moment is painting. Uh, I've not allowed myself to like play on my computer or anything <laughs> like that. That's like any spare time, you know, paint pot comes out and I'll at least try to get something done. But you're right, what a motivating factor, actually signing up. Because I don't want to play with an unpainted army. No. Can't do it anymore. <clears throat> no. Considering I didn't even used to think twice about it several years ago. Um that would disgust us now the thought of it. So is that um you, you mentioned the casket as well, didn't you? Yeah. Ah. Oh, of course. Love it. So have you got a plan about how you want this army to work, or is it just uh, try everything and see what sticks? <laughs> It's a bit of a mash. It's um, I was thinking about not taking much magic, to be honest, and actually just going really, really heavy with um, constructs. And if I had a hard, more or any rather, Ushapti to fit in with the theme, I would have just went pure construct army. I think it would have been absolutely hilarious. Um, otherwise, actually, it's quite. Um, fairly, I think it's a fairly generic Tomb King army, to, to be honest. Like, I, I'm not going to sit and say it's anything other than like really quite normal. Um, but I want to get a chance, to, I want to have a feel for the army that I've never used and see how stuff works, to be honest, because my intention is Tomb Kings will be my army for the rest of this year, uh, like for next year, rather. Um, like I, I want to take it to this narrative, I intend to take it to the uh, Triple Crown next year, potentially even to the Derby event next year, and then anything else in between as well. Um, the only thing it's not pencil in for, as you well know, is uh, the Cardiff <laughs> event. We will do an episode on Cardiff. <laughs> oh, that's Film Fest 2022. <laughs> spoil it, don't spoil it. Um, <laughs> um, 
What was I going to say there? Um, totally went blank there. Uh, but yeah, it's a motivating factor. Uh, you've done quite... That's quite impressive that you've gone through effectively an entire army just with a few characters and snakes to do. Without... Honest, it is the most... It's the most I've painted um, probably in 20 years. And that's for, like, you only got your ticket at short notice, so it's even more impressive. Yeah, I got the ticket, I think, in, I think, I think end of July, or possibly, no, possibly August. Oh. Either way, it was short notice, so... And they weren't even, the army wasn't even built then. <laughs> so I built, I actually built it, primed it, painted it. Um, yeah, I think when, when, when it's done, I'm going to be quite pleased with myself, to be honest. Well deserved. Uh, but like that, there, there are lists, and like, I'm really looking forward to the narrative event. Uh, there's a nice little squad of us coming coming down from the north. Um, it's five of us, isn't it? It'll be good. yeah, five of us. Uh, it'll be good. It'll be good, and uh, uh, hopefully the arms of the orc will defend the old world against this crazy wood elf. I'm just. The- like, I'm glad we've got it recorded that you and I are on the same side for, for something. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't feel right, does it? Never happen again. Uh, I've got 20 uh, sisters to finish, and I've got to paint the objectives, the priest, and the handmaiden. I'm done. Which sure. sounds cool. a lot, but I think I'll be all right. You really... Yeah, you made a good, a decent start on your handmaidens, though, haven't you, as well? So it's not you having to paint all 20 of them from scratch. But They, they look again, like a nightmare, I've... but contrast to speeding it right up. Yeah, I must admit, to be fair, like all of all of this painting, for the most part, has been done by contrast. Like, thank God. Um, it's such a, a difference. Time, yes. And it works well on Undead as well. And all things with texture. Um, no, looking forward to it. Yeah, um... So, uh, we might do one after the event, like a, a summary of what happened, if you're up for that. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get that penciled in. And then, I don't know if we can rope Stan into doing a pre-Cardiff one, uh, or a post-Cardiff I'm sure, one. I'm sure we can't. Can. Strong arm. Um, um, definitely. It's a whole law about Cardiff, uh, which we'll probably do in that episode. Um, yeah, yeah. Hashtag carnage. <laughs> Red Stripe and uh, what was the other oh, thing? Red Stripe Carnage. Red Stripe Carnage, Rumbar, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Savage. Yeah, definitely. Um, so thanks for going through that. Um, we'll, well, I'm going to say good luck because we are actually on the same side as I was saying before. Oh, like we're out there defending the old world. <laughs> good guys. Hashtag good guys. <laughs> Well, um, I will see you for what happens in the second Sundering episode, if we do it. Absolutely. See you then. See you later.